That's so embarrassing. I felt so dumb. Can I just disappear? Embarrassing Stories Podcast with Leslie and Derek. Guess who's back? Back again. Okay, enough of that. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back. Welcome back, everyone. So, we are on episode nine. Crazy. This is our last single-digit episode. (laughs) Dun-dun-dun. It feels like it's been longer than a week since we, like, last recorded. What have you been up to, Derek? Well, we've been up to a lot as a family. We started a family YouTube channel a few weeks ago, and we post videos Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So three days a week, but man, it is a lot of work. It really is. But the kids are having a blast. Yeah, it's so much fun. We're doing fun family challenges, family games, crafts, activities. And it's so much fun creating these memories. And the kids love watching themselves on the TV. And we've posted, I believe, 20 videos. So... If you guys are interested in checking out any of those videos and seeing what our channel is all about, our YouTube channel is Life on Lee Lane. And you can kind of see us in a little bit of a different light. You get to hear us on the podcast, but you can see us with our kids having a lot of fun. Being goofy. Yep. (laughs) And we're good at that. We're good at being goofy. But that's enough about our YouTube channel. Let's get into the good stuff for the podcast. It's your turn, Derek. It's my turn to go first. Okay, this first story I'm going to share is one that I was actually reminded of recently by my good friend. And it's because he was with me, and it's actually his embarrassing experience. Mm -hmm. He wrote in. Yep, he wrote in. But you were there. I was there. Yep, my good friend Corey. And we've known each other since fifth grade. This happened the summer after we graduated high school. We were in a toilet paper war with some girls that we knew. In fact, (laughs) they're actually Leslie's cousins. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So they're troubled just like she is. Oh, geez. (laughs) They're trouble? You were the one in the war. You're right. (laughs) That summer, we were, you know, pulling pranks, just having a fun time. We got into a toilet paper war. In fact, those are the best. (laughs) Those are fun. It started when we toilet papered one of Leslie's cousin's friend's house. (laughs) Then she was saying how she was going to toilet paper my house and my friend Corey's house. While we were waiting, it wasn't happening. Then (laughs) one night I caught them in the act. I caught them toilet papering my parents' house. And the only reason I caught them was because my sister and brother-in-law were visiting from St. George. Uh It was probably around midnight, and I was awake. I was in the living room. I was listening to music with headphones on. And my brother-in-law walked into the kitchen to get a drink, and he looked out the window with the (laughs) kitchen light off. Oh, I know that window well. Yep. And he sat there for a minute and then he came into the living room and said, Hey Derek, come here. I got to show you something. (laughs) So I go in the kitchen and he tells me to look out the window and I look out and I see, uh, Leslie's cousins who were (laughs) twin sisters. Yep. They're twins. Uh, toilet papering. And then 
two of their friends are with them, and one of the friends is the friend that my friend Corey and I had toilet papered that was threatening to get us sometime soon. Good times. Yeah. <laughs> so I think, you know what? I'm going to sneak out the back door. I'm going to get onto the roof, <laughs> and I'm going to scare them. So I get up on the roof, super quiet, just praying I don't slip or fall. Yeah. Dangerous. <laughs> and yeah. I get to the very top. I peek over. I can see them toilet papering, and then I just wait for a second, and then I say, hey. (laughs) I just yell, hey. And, man, I've never seen people scatter so quick. (laughs) They had no idea where it came from. All four of them just take off in different directions, you know, two of them one way, two of them another way. They split up. They go running off. The funny thing is I've heard this story from their point of view. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, man. Am I doing good so far? Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so then I'm up on the roof just laughing because I thought it was hilarious, and I don't know if they're going to come back. But after about a minute or so, they come back. Well, two of them come back, and, you know, I tell them where I'm at. I talk to them for a minute. We're all just kind of laughing about it. The other two come back, and one of them is in the driveway, and they have a banana. And so they <laughs> smash the banana in the driveway. Oh, this war took a turn. Oh, it did, yeah. They, they weren't messing around. <laughs> they were serious. At that point, we knew they were serious. They learned that from me. No, I'm just a, kidding. Yeah. I'm totally teasing. That was a declaration of war, that banana. <laughs> And so they smash the banana in the driveway, and then with sidewalk chalk, they write, uh, Derek needs to clean this up. Because <laughs> they they told me about it. They didn't want your parents to do it. Yeah. And I did clean it up, and it, it was a lot to clean up. But, I mean, <laughs> I deserved it. Let's that's, be honest. That's what you get for toilet papering them. That's true. <laughs> if I can dish it, I got to be able to take it. Exactly. So, you know, we laughed about it. It was funny. So then my friend Corey and I, we decided, okay, we got the one friend. Now we need to get the twins. We need to get Leslie's cousins Mm -hmm. because we hadn't gotten their house yet. So we go there one night. I don't even remember what time it was. We start toilet papering and we get what I would say is maybe about halfway done. And then all of a sudden we hear a front door start to open. (laughs) <laughs> and my friend, he was kind of by he was kind of by the porch area, and I was kind of on the other side of the property, like toilet papering the fence. But I was able to run around the corner and not be seen. And he was actually able to hide somewhere over on the other side of the house. Yeah. And it was their dad who was leaving, probably to go to work. So I guess that kind of tells you what time of the morning it was. <laughs> <laughs> And so he gets in the car and he drives off and my friend and I go undetected. So we're like, sweet. So we can continue on. We start doing it again. My friend's by the porch. I'm still on the other side of the property. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden the car comes back. This is, you know, maybe two, three minutes later, the car comes back and pulls in the driveway. Well, now my friend is by the porch. He hurries and runs onto the porch (laughs) and he's trying to find a place to hide on the porch, and he has there's nowhere to hide. No, you're stuck. You're stuck. That's the only way in, and that's the only way out. Yep, so he's just kind of hanging out on the porch, freaking out, like, oh, no, he's going to see me. There's no way he's not going to see me. So their dad walks up onto the porch, and sure enough, he sees my friend, and my friend says, hey, hey, Dave, you know, and 
<laughs> waves the white flag. We got caught. But their dad had a good laugh about it and said he would make sure they cleaned it up. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't his first rodeo. He had 10 kids. Yeah. And there was a lot of teenage toilet papering happening. Oh, I bet. <laughs> Probably like every weekend. Yeah, well, a lot. It happened a yeah, lot. regularly. And he even told us, he said, hey, like, finish the job. If you wanted to do more, go ahead. You know, I'm not cleaning it up, so. <laughs> but I can just I can just feel Corey's embarrassment as he's, like, stranded, scared, and getting caught, right, <laughs> all at the same time. <laughs> yeah, because you never know how people are going to react to toilet papering. Some people think it's fun, and they see the, you know, fun side of it, and other people, they can get upset about it. Yeah, well, if you're smart, you won't get too upset because free toilet paper. Do you know how much that stuff costs? Oh, yeah. And especially now, it can be hard to find. But <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. So I would actually welcome somebody to toilet paper my house because we could use the toilet paper. So <laughs> I know. <laughs> we couldn't find any for over a month. <laughs> right. But. But, um, oh, one thing I forgot to mention was that we had, so to, to counter the banana that was smashed in my driveway, we thought, okay, we have to do something kind of like that. We grabbed a bottle of syrup and we squirted the whole thing like all throughout their driveway and then on the sidewalk. Oh, that's rude. Yeah, it was it was mean. Now that I look back on it, I'm like, man, we shouldn't have done that. Especially since their dad left to go to work and so he probably walked through the syrup, the sticky syrup with nice, you know, business shoes, nice Yeah. Nice shoes and then got into his car and probably got sticky syrup on the car mats. So that that was I would have been mad. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, I think if I remember right, I think that ended the toilet paper war. So I don't know who won. I'm going to call it a a draw. I think we both did good. (laughs) Fun time. But it was all in fun. And that was the last time I toilet papered. I don't remember toilet papering ever since then. I'm too old for it now, but. (laughs) I didn't. I didn't toilet paper often. So I wouldn't know. (laughs) No, just kidding. (laughs) But uh, we're going to roll away from that toilet paper story and we'll... Very clever. Clever, huh? We'll move on to your story. All right. Well, this one's popping, literally. Zit story? No, not a zit story. (laughs) (laughs) That would stink. (laughs) Um, So when I was young, uh, I, I was at church and I was wearing a dress that had a zipper you know, all down to like my hips. Mm -hmm. So from my neck to my hips. And I was maybe, I don't know, seven or nine. And we're sitting in church and it's, uh, you know, a meeting um, where everybody's gathered together, like of all ages, and they're listening to people talk and I'm I'm sitting there. I think I had bent forward because I was probably grabbing something off the floor. I don't know. And all of a sudden, I feel something pop. <laughs> no, but I know what it was. Sadly, it wasn't my back. <laughs> <laughs> it was my zipper on my back. Um, and the the zipper broke and it popped and it just popped open. And I hurried yeah. and I sat up and I like started to panic. You know, <laughs> there's like hundreds of people in that room. 
close to a hundred to maybe a little over a hundred. And <laughs> I was panicking and my sister, um, we hurried and got up <laughs> to go out and go to the bathroom. And I, right at the start, she was trying to just block my back, but then she ended up grabbing like both sides of my dress and holding it together as we walked to the bathroom. And somebody did come and follow us in to see like if they could help and if we were okay. And and then my mom ended up coming in and (laughs) it was a mess and it was embarrassing. And you were, you said like eight? Yeah, like seven or nine. I'm not sure which. Somewhere there. So you were a young zipper snapper. Oh, geez. (laughs) (laughs) You guys, I have to hear this stuff all day. I'm on one tonight. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Yeah, so that that was a pretty embarrassing moment. It was silent in the room. Somebody was talking, you know, at at the front. Everybody's looking at them, paying attention, and all of a sudden they see a girl, like, jump up, (laughs) trying to hold her dress together. That's always when it happens, during those quiet moments. Oh, they are the worst. And I have a love-hate relationship with zippers, because I've had my share of bad luck with them over the years. Yeah, especially... And a variety of clothing apparel, like, you know, pants, but then, like, jackets. Everything. Backpacks. Yep. I mean... All zippers break. Yep. Give me buttons. <laughs> I love them and I hate them. Listen, if one button popped, it's like, oh, no. When you have like a two and a half foot long zipper bust. <laughs> That's a lot of work to replace if you even want to go through that. Sometimes it's worth it to just buy a new dress. Yeah. My mom's a <laughs> professional seamstress, so I don't remember if she fixed it. She probably did, but yeah. ugh, darn dress. Not fun. Hate that dress. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> what do you have for us next, Derek? I am glad you asked. So this story is my own. It's my sophomore year. Are we getting more secrets? <laughs> no, not really. It was my first semester, sophomore year, and I was in an advanced placement history class. That stinks. Yeah, I I didn't even really want to be in this class. I didn't really want to do any AP classes. I kind of just wanted to be low-key, you know. For for our uh, international listeners, what's AP? Um, AP just stands for Advanced Placement, so... Higher Education. Yeah, it's more of a challenging class. It's meant for, you know, people who are doing really well in that subject. And so it's kind of more of a challenge... So an AP history class would just be, you know, more of a challenging class than a regular history class. And you normally have to, you know, do really well on a subject to make it into an AP class. Mm -hmm. As I said, I didn't really want to be in this class, but my counselor really wanted me to do it. And the teacher, he was an interesting guy. He was super tall. He was like seven feet tall. Jeez. His name was Jim Akins. They called him Jumbo Jim. He actually played two years in the NBA in, I believe, the late 70s. Wow, the NBA? Yeah, he was in the NBA for just a really short time. I think he ended up playing in some other league after that, and then I think he had some injuries and some stuff happen that prevented him from playing Uh, any more sports. Yeah, that stinks. Um, 
And he was a pretty serious guy. Like he had a sense of humor, but it was kind of a dry humor and he was a pretty serious dude. But he told us on the first day of class that he had a specific policy. And the policy was that when you walk into the classroom, you have to smile. Uh-oh. And you have to keep that smile till you get to your seat and sit down. If you walk in without a smile, he's going to have you leave the classroom and have you come back in smiling. So he would sit there and he would watch each student come in. And if they weren't smiling, he would get their attention and say, hey, back out into the hall. Come back in smiling. Oh, no. I I get it because, like, you're a teacher and that, you know, students coming in, you want to see them happy and you want to start off, like, in the right mood. But at the same time. Right. Like, I did, I remember couple handful of days, you know, from school that it wasn't a good day. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I understand. I mean, sometimes just a smile, even if it's forced, can set a good attitude for the day. But the interesting thing was, like I said, he's somebody who is serious a lot of the time, and I don't remember him smiling that much. (laughs) And I'm somebody who, I mean, I don't know if I would have done it then, but I certainly would do it now. If I saw him come in the classroom, like if I had gotten in there before he did and he wasn't smiling, I'd mm-hmm. call him. I'd be like, hey, you're not Mr. Smiling. Akins, you're not smiling. Go back out. You come in smiling. <laughs> Why aren't Practice you smiling? what you preach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's your rule. <laughs> yeah. And so in 10th grade, I was, I mean, throughout a lot of high school, I was pretty shy. Um, I'm somebody who just took a little bit longer to open up. Once I got to know people, I wasn't shy. But, I mean, 10th grade, it's kind of awkward because you go from being the big dog in 9th grade, you know, you're the oldest in the junior high. Yeah, you're king of the school. Yeah, you're bottom of the food chain in high school in 10th grade. So Yeah, I don't remember you ever being shy. Yeah, well, I I mean, I was. You can ask people, especially girls. Like, if, if there were girls I liked, I was really shy around them. Yeah. And there was actually a girl I liked that was in this class, and she's actually the same girl I took on a date in our first episode that I had the gassy date with. (laughs) But anyways, that's kind of off subject. So when he told us about this classroom policy, I thought, man, okay, I need to make sure that I always come in smiling because I don't want to be called out on it. I'm super shy. I don't want everybody to see... Yeah, I was I was the same way, like, do not call on me. Let me just, yeah, I like, would, coast through this. That and... class, I never, like, raised my hand to, you know, give an answer. I never volunteered for anything because I was, just didn't want to get up in front of people. Yeah, and I was that same way, so I get it. Yep. So it's probably about two or three weeks now into the semester, and I would always get to school on time, but... For some reason, this morning, and that was my first class of the day, I got to class late. Uh-oh. I'm sure my I'm sure I got to school on time, but I was with friends at the start of school. Anyways, I get to class late, and I'm thinking, uh-oh. Like, I'm kind of flustered because I'm going to walk in there, and I don't like walking in late. You know, when class has already started, teacher's at the front of the room. Everybody's paying attention to the teacher. Everyone's going to see me walk in. I didn't even think about smiling. No, because you're already like, "Uh uh-oh, better hurry, get in there. Yeah, I was already like, oh, man, I got to just hurry and get into class. So I come in, and I only walk into the room about three or four feet, and he's like, Derek, 
out. Uh, and everybody starts laughing. <laughs> oh, man. So I turn around and I go out of the room. And for a minute, I'm not even thinking that I hadn't smiled. And I'm thinking, I wonder why he told me to leave. <laughs> well, it's after class had already started. Yeah. And he didn't say, Derek, you weren't smiling. Like, leave and come back in smiling. He just said, Derek, out. So I'm thinking, uh-oh, he's mad that I'm late. He wants me to go out in the hall and he's going to come talk to me. Yep. <laughs> so I turn around. The class is laughing. I go out into the hall and I just hang out in the hall for probably like 30 <laughs> seconds. Uh-huh. And then he comes out and he's all, okay, now come in smiling. Uh. And I come in smiling and everybody's laughing. Uh. So they're laughing when I come in not smiling. Then when I come in smiling, they're still laughing. Uh. <laughs> and later on, I hear from my sister who talked to somebody that was in my class uh-huh. that uh, they told my sister about that experience. And they said, yeah, your brother, he came in late. <laughs> and the teacher told him to, you know, leave, like go back out in the hall. Uh-huh. And instead of coming back in smiling, he like never came back in. And we were all thinking like, what is he doing? Like, <laughs> did he just leave? Is That's he... hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> so that. I, w- I would have walked away. <laughs> yeah. So it was kind of double embarrassment because, I mean, I was put on the spot for not smiling. But then it was also embarrassing because I hung out in the hallway not knowing what was going on. Yeah, and the and whole class just kind of thrown like... off. It was just a, <laughs> it was a bad day. But I ended up leaving that history class before that semester was over. I just, it was a lot of work, and I just was not interested in the stuff we were discussing. Yeah, it's just well, AP is how... hard. Yep. <laughs> but that sounds like a horrible way to start your day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody laughing at you. So uh, I guess the moral of the story is when you go into a room, just smile because you never know who might try to call you out on it and tell you to come back in smiling. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's a weird moral. (laughs) It is. Well, so this next story is from somebody who wrote in and it's anonymous. So let's jump into it. She says... I try to be a kind and sympathetic person, but the older I get, the more I realize I have so much work to do to become that way. When my oldest was around two years old, she was taking a nap on the couch in the living room. My husband and I were having a discussion when we were interrupted by moaning. My husband, really being a naturally sympathetic person, walked over to our little one He was concerned he bent over to check on her. Now she was on her back and he was moving in towards her face with his face. As he was moving in, he began to ask if she was okay. He was cut off a little short though. As he said, are you oh? Oh, with his mouth open? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Is when the unthinkable. Thinkable happened. She opened her eyes and projectile vomited in his mouth. Oh, gross. <laughs> I don't know how the kids do that. They, Our kids did crazy projectile vomit like that too. Yeah. Because she's on her back and just shoots it well, straight listen, up. Well, listen, there was one time when I was super sick. I was throwing up a ton. And my mom had made like a 
you know, a blanket bed on the floor and I had a bucket near me and I had fallen asleep and I woke up and I was laying on my back. I woke up and I was vomiting and it was shooting straight in the air like a fountain and then landing back on me. It was horrible. So I can totally imagine (laughs) that this like a puke geyser. Yeah, Old this faithful. this little two year old all of a sudden throws up, like wakes up and throws up, and it's straight upward. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> so it said she opened her eyes and projectile vomited into his mouth. Now remember my desire to be sympathetic. Well, this wasn't one of those times. <laughs> <laughs> I began laughing so hard. I didn't even help my daughter get the throw up off of her. I didn't even help my husband who started dry heaving and running to the sink to wash out his mouth. Ugh. <laughs> I was laughing too hard. I was still laughing as he left the room and came back with something in his hand. Mouthwash. Uh, <laughs> wonder if that even helped. I laughed even harder as he gargled to get the acidity out of his mouth. I learned that day that I am not only not sympathetic towards others, but maybe a jerk too. (laughs) And I bet you he reminds her of that every chance he gets. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Seriously. That's, That's one of those things. Watch out, Anonymous, because that will haunt you. (laughs) <laughs> yep. That's disgusting. It's hard to think of many more things more disgusting than that. It's it's when, you know, your spouse tells other people that you're just laughing at this horrible time, <laughs> not helping. <laughs> and that's when that story gets really embarrassing. Yep. <laughs> well, thank you, Anonymous, for writing in. That is disgusting. Yeah. And if you have a disgusting story, or any kind of embarrassing story for that matter, we'd love to hear it from you. You can remain anonymous like the person from the last story. Or you can give us your name and we can use it in the story. Shoot over any stories you'd like us to share to embarrassingstoriespod at gmail.com or you can go to our website embarrassingpodcast.com and submit your story that way. Please do. We love it. (laughs) Yeah. We'd love to share it. Have a good laugh. Laugh at you. (laughs) Laugh with you. Laugh at you. (laughs) Yep. As always, we appreciate your support. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to sharing more stories with you next time. Until then. Have fun. Be safe. And go out and create some embarrassing stories that we can share. Have another fantastic week, and we look forward to you joining us next time. 